Surfing through the channels, all I see is just a bad debate Talk a little about the issues, but a lot about opponents All the dirt they grade They say you're smoking marijuana, but you say you never caught a buzz Oh, he's been raising all our taxes, but the very simple fact is You don't become a better man, knocking what the other man does Kissing all our babies as they try to make us all believe We're the ones are fighting for, not the recognition or the power they'll receive they Talk about abortion like they know the way a woman feels those arrogant decisions on behalf of politicians that make me want to take them off, throw them off of Capitol Hill. Well, I could run for president, and I would do it all for free, you see. I could be a good president, I don't know spit about politics, but you don't know a thing about me. Yeah, that's perfect, vote for the stupid stranger. You'd be pummeled by reporters about the dirty white lies You slept with who, you took a what You gotta live with paparazzi swimming up your butt You're never gonna win, you're always in the black They're always gonna know what you've been doing in the subject Well I could run for president And I would do it all for free, you see I could be a good president I don't know spit about politics but you don't know Disregard the basic rules Yeah, I inhaled I'm damn proud of it My view on war and all that shit You're gonna love it Well, I believe in love And all the ways to make it I'm gonna fight for all that's right At least I'm gonna figure Well, I could run for president And I would do it all for free You'll see I could be a good president I don't know spit about politics But you don't know Good morning, America. This is Jerry Rhodes coming to you from Chicago, Illinois. Today's episode, we're kind of getting a little dicey, but who will be the stupid strangers running for office if we're going to deal with this problem or problems that we are calling issues? 
I have one problem with using MAGA as our uh, slogan, make America great again. That was Hitler's slogan. If you go back and watch any of his speeches, is make Germany great again after the First World War. So my position is, is we need to keep America great because it is great. And somehow, some way, we're allowing it to be uh, pushed into second or third place wherever because of China's preeminence in global trade, which I cover in the in the podcast. I write the scripts and whatever. And I've got Sherry here today that we wanted to discuss some of the of the problems with crime in our city and uh, immigration, open borders, what it's it's eventually going to do to our country. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning. What do you think about some of these things that you're hearing on this podcast? You can say it. Well, we were talking about the influence of families on families, and, and uh, mm. I've I've taken the position that uh, broken families are the root of and fatherless families, motherless families, uh, cohabitation before marriage, pregnancy before marriage. Uh, these are all changes in our culture. I believe we have a culture of violence, vulgarity, and excess wealth in the hands of the few. And how do you fix that? Well, I've always been a consultant, being a CPA and working with the largest accounting firm in in the world, where I was a part of rolling out Medicare and Medicaid and trying to get uh, hospitals, physicians, and nursing homes to even understand the program. Talk about a, a problem. But no. Uh, we were talking about families and the root cause of what's happening in our culture. I think that I think as parents, we should be spending more time talking about the good things about our country and the expectations that we have for our children than always trying to outdo the other parents and seeing that our kids have more than their kids. And it's, it, it's just ridiculous. And I think that gives the wrong impression to the children. So then they're thinking they're, it's the material things that matter instead of teaching them, you know, how to respect their country and, and, uh, you know, how to, what to expect of themselves. So I don't know. I just think the parents have a lot to do with it these days. Yeah, well, a lot of the families leave that up to church or uh, school, Sunday school or or public school. Yeah, that doesn't work. You know, I mean, they're with them all the time. They need to be teaching them. They need to be teaching them. Um, you know, the important things instead of material things. 
Yeah, well, they're trying to, um, they'll tell you, do the things that the, the parents should be doing. Uh, they're, they're trying to teach them um, values and um, goals and and dreams and whatever, because they, and that, and that in, a, in a sense is, is kind of uh, propaganda because it needs to come from the very people that, that are raising them and are responsible for them. Mm-hmm. But if you're from a broken family, and I wasn't, you weren't, Culture was different in Indianola, Iowa. It was a small town. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever, no teen ever got pregnant, or maybe only once in a, you know, a hundred or a thousand or whatever. It was looked down upon. So everybody was, everybody that was petting and saying "I love you" were, were also conscious of the fact that if you got someone pregnant or they got pregnant, then you'd be kind of an outcast in school. And then in Goslow Laker in Iowa, Indianola, then there was no, it was all um, state-owned liquor stores. They didn't have open uh, bars that were serving liquor. They served beer. Churches were more of a focus, particularly on Sunday. And uh, public schools were teaching you reading, writing, arithmetic. They weren't indoctrinating you into what gender you are or what religion you should be or uh, who, who should be president or who you should vote for. And, you know, that was all should come from the family. Yeah. But the family doesn't have the same importance that it did when we were growing up. Because now, if Johnny comes home and says, so-and-so has this, then... Right away, the parents run out and get that for their son so that, you know, he feels important. And that isn't, that's material stuff. It's ridiculous. But that's, that's the way it is with families nowadays. So they aren't teaching their children what the important things are. 50% of the time, the the family is broken. 50% of the marriages end in a divorce. Yeah. 2.4 million divorces a year. See, there it goes uh, still right back there, to there, the parents. There are 100 million uh, fatherless kids yeah. uh, and motherless uh, running the streets, making their own way. Uh, it's the root of, of a lot of problems. And I don't, know what, I don't know what we can do about it. I mean, I, I do not understand how these parents can have their children growing up in that kind of a family where nobody well, really cares about the other person. But they say it's to, to it's for the kids' benefit that, that parents can't can't make it together. Well, they 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 tried to make it together before they got married, and they some of them have had the kids before they got married. Cohabitation turned into oh, all of a sudden we're a mother and father, and we and we are not even prepared to do that. Yeah. And so it goes back to the root of the problem is, yes, it's divorce. Yes, as it is in the ghettos. Most all the families are fatherless. Uh, that's where the crime is bred. Mm-hmm. The gangs, uh, the, if a family of another name is gangs. 
and communes. Communes is short for communist. Uh, you know, they they go there. The the stimulation there are, would be drugs, and usually the late leader is also the the, the leader of the sexual act. You know, so our our country is culturally culturally um, kind of upside down. And I'm not saying I have a, a solution to that. I think you got you have to acknowledge the fact that you can't legalize drugs and sex and see anything and everything on your propaganda machine called TV and think we're going to solve the problem. It's a, it's a country of violence and vulgarity and excessive wealth in the hand of a few hands of a few people. Well, you know, ISIS says, "Oh, well, that's why." You, we have the jihad, that's how we want to kill capitalism, because capitalism always results in what you're talking about. Well, no, I, I don't agree with that. Capitalism is both monetary and human capital. No, when you when you start giving out the fish instead of teaching people how to fish, which is what we are, have in our country now with all these entitlements and all these these giveaways and right off the college debt and give us free health care, give us this and give us that. The work ethic is gone. No, we come from a, from a farming community and a farming family background. And if you didn't work, you didn't have anything. And was that the government's fault? No, that was your fault. And the education system that we went through, yeah, we stuck it out. We got our education. In the ghetto, there, hardly anybody is getting through high school. And they don't have the skills of reading, writing, arithmetic, or being able to spell something or write something well and i still i think a lot of that is it's because of the parents because they've lost track of what the important thing is well, about that, their children what they should be teaching them so it's not all material things and i think there's too much emphasis on what material things they have not in the ghettos the ghettos um you know, they'll blame it on racism, they'll blame it on the whites, they'll blame, blame, blame. Uh, and and we are responsible. I, I think our political system is. They should be cleaning up the ghettos before we ever do the Green New Deal, which doesn't, doesn't even productively accomplish what it said it's going to do. It's ridiculous. $100 trillion on something that's a hoax. Fix the effing, if you want to put it that way, ghettos. Go in, tear them down like they did in the in New York City in the early in the 19th century, and get rid of crime. But the people that are living, they're going to have to help fix it. They're going to have to help build it. They're going to have to open small businesses. That should be what we capitalize. The hedge fund, hedge funds that are going to go in and and restore Ukraine, or spend it on. Uh, uh, regime change or invested in China's oligarchs because they're going to make more money than they can make on our stock market. Uh, the California Edu uh, Union is invested up to its eyeballs in, in foreign companies, spreading the risk on bonds that are now in, have an inverted yield. It's just all wrong. The, the leadership in this country is leading us into oblivion. It's not the red or the blue parties, it's both parties, because they both want to control the country. 
if they can do it for four years, great, eight years better, 16 years old, that would allow them to really make it into their image. No, the red and the blue in the flag, but where in the hell is the white stripes? Peace stand, white standing for peace. We don't stand for peace. We stand for uh, weapons of mass destruction. Look what Truman did. <laughs> he set us up for failure in the future by dropping bombs, the atomic bomb on civilians. And he claims that he, they did it with, without his permission. I don't know what to believe. But now it's no longer a deterrent, it's a threat. And they're using that fear you know, against us. And, and, and we're giving in to it. We don't have the backbone to take leadership in the, in the world. You know, we had it in trade, we gave it away. We had it in technology, we, it was stolen. We had this and that, now we're being employed by China to sell their products, also South Korea, Japan. We have trade imbalances with 30 countries where they export to us more we import to them at a trillion dollars a year loss in profitability to, to America and cash flow. So that's what this is all about. China has a monopoly on shipping. 90% of the products in the world are, are delivered by sea. China owns 75% of that with a monopoly, their cargo ships, their containers <laughs> that they make. And in Shanghai have a 14,000 acre inventory of empty containers that they load up on their cargo ships with their robotics, don't use human labor, it's all robotics. Get them here if, if we're lucky in a week or two, then we have to manually take them off. We have to manually put them on the semis and, and the trains, planes, and automobiles and get them to our wholesalers and retailers. And we're being charged and they're being charged shipping. It's FOB shipping point. It isn't FOB loaded. It's FOB delivered. And so the pricing has been taken over by China algorithms and, and uh, artificial intelligence with the ro ro robots. It isn't child labor in, in China. Go view the, the, the videos that we've been seeing on Fox Nation or on uh, Netflix. Uh, they have 20 cities larger than American uh, New York City. And they're not standing around children doing all the labor or building those buildings, no. No, they, they, they don't have to live on entitlements. They do as they're told, I guess. I don't know. They, they don't have unions, but they do have Social Security. They, they do have uh, an increase in their standard of living. And they're also talking of converting all their accounting records to generally accepted accounting principles, which we haven't got. We have no idea what we're committed for over the next you know, five years, 10 years, 100 years, whatever, <clears throat> because now we have a debt ceiling we can't even deal with, $33 trillion, which was all created by trade imbalances. You know, we're the consumers of the world and we're losing our, you know what, when we export something. And we tend to export things that are reversed engineered and then sold back to us better than the, and at higher prices than if we were to do it ourselves. So everything that I'm doing in my podcast is trying to seek solutions to these problems. Well, that's the end of that speech, everyone. <laughs>
<laughs> th this particular podcast is is calling a spade a spade, and in some ways a goddamn shovel, because that's what has to hit most Americans over the head till we lose this. What do you think? I don't know. It's worrisome, that's for sure. Um, Who are you going to vote for? That's a good question. Right now, I'm not sure. I'm not a Biden fan, that fan that's for sure. Well, yeah, I know. Probably 80% probably of the people are wringing their hands because that's not what was expected. And that's not what was promised. And uh, I think they're going to try to pull the same thing, Democrats, and get him reelected. Because progressively, uh, and, and Pelosi and Sherman demonstrate that. They represent the party. Pelosi says we need him to pick the crops coming through the open borders, justifying it. And Schumer says we need him to have babies, more babies. We're not having enough babies here to, to make all the food. Well, I say what they're trying to do is balance the, the brown bodies with the white bodies so we can get rid of the term racism, which we should anyway, and get and have everybody seeking opportunities rather than their handout. Yeah. Because the handout's what's costing our, our future. 24 million government workers. And then the, the, then there's this website, www.openthebooks.com that says uh, there's 120 some million people that are get, receiving government checks of one kind or another. That's almost half of what the country was. Now it's gonna be 400 million with 200 million with their hand out or 300 million, who knows? It's, well, this isn't working financially. I don't think it can be blamed on racism. I do not no. think there's much racism going on these days. Our children, are certainly not feeling it. Their friends are totally mixed. They right. don't care. Well, they're mixed marriages. So and we are. don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I have nothing against people of other. But we don't want them with a tent here in our parking lot. No, I don't. That's what it's going to come to, is they're going to be in the ghettos. They're going to be everywhere because there isn't. They don't have the skills, nor the language, nor the work, the vet, the the work ethic that is expected here, even for the, the, the grunt jobs. They'll dis displace other people and maybe maybe a lower cost cost for a while. But no, this this is insanity that we're experiencing now. This is the worst decision ever made by an administration to prove a point. And and the and the Republicans stand with their thumb up their you know what and then putting it in their mouth is that we could have stopped it. Republican governors and even the, the California governor could have stopped it with the National Guard. Why anybody would think that this is a good thing and stand back and blame each other like the McCoys and Hatfields, like I say in the, <clears throat> in the podcast. It's just beyond belief. Are you talking about the border? Open borders. The open borders. And yeah. No, it's insane. It's it insane. Is insane. It's absolutely it, it, it's burdening everyone here. Yeah. I mean, I can sit here where we are and we're yeah, we're retired, but I'm I feel I'm working every day on on, on the podcast and trying to get people to read my books and and actually 
you know, collectively have a third party. The, the American Enterprise Party is a swing vote concept, mm -hmm. and it represents enterprise, the very thing that pays all the bills. And enterprising Americans make all the money to pay the bills. It isn't the Gateses and the, the wealthy. No, they've made money off of uh, smaller entrepreneurs like myself mm -hmm. uh, coming up with ideas and then steal them and take off Gates, Buffett, uh, Jobs, uh, Musk. They've all pyramided off other people's ideas. Yeah. Hitchhiked them off them is what it's called. Yeah, oh, yeah they, they, they're better salesmen than most people. Uh, <clears throat> and yeah, I, I, I think that we should um, follow sports, but why in the hell should the people, you know, the sports people making millions and then they're great because now they're going to, you know, give it, give it away. Well, you know, you don't get fish by giving out fish. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got to learn how to earn. And, and in my experience, when I was turning around nursing homes, as I taught them, they had to learn to earn and have a build a skill, and, and we had to restore these people and get them back home. And in that environment, we, we turned around 140 or 150 facilities. Uh, and, and, and I managed facilities before we actually went out with our, our software. And then we bought three, and, and guess who pushed us out? It was, it was the government. They didn't want the, anybody solving the nursing home problem. No, they, they think it'll cost more. It'll cost way less if we get people better and they can stay at home. But this aging in place is ridiculous. A lot of the governmental bureaucratic programs don't work. Uh, so that's, I've, I guess I've uh, dwelled on that too long. My kids say I talk too much about health care, too much about nursing homes, and too much about politics. Well, I'll keep talking. I'll keep writing, and uh, you want to say goodbye or say something there? <laughs> well, I just, I, I just think it's disappointing the way things are going, because instead of getting better, it's getting more complicated, unfortunately. So the things that we thought was important when we were growing up and, and that we were trying to teach our children is gone. Everything is about whether every kid has what all the other kids have. I mean, it's just. Well, they're on their cell phone all the time. I know. Those are propaganda. Yeah, uh, it's uh, ridiculous. System. You can go into Instagram and it's pornography. They're selling stuff using pornography. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But I think a lot we of have lost completely control to this yeah. uh, mir miraculous thing called um, um, data handling, um, visual. And, and I always said computers are great because they they make things visible. Mm -hmm. We can talk about it all day, but then if you see it, then you seem to buy into it quicker. But I think what we've invented is the very destruction of our culture. And AI will do it for sure. If we can create songs and pictures and everything else better than the human being, there'll be people out there like the pillow man and he'll be selling them. Or, hey, how about Hunter and his, his, his 
straw blowing art. If it isn't ridiculous, it gets more ridiculous. So uh, just, you know, all we can do, Sherry and I have been married, will be 64 years in, in November. Yes, we waited to have sex until we were married. That doesn't mean we didn't have kissy face and all that. We did. But we were afraid of the repercussions if, if she if Sherry got pregnant. She did get pregnant within almost, almost a year. It was right a year after we got married that we had Christy. And then we had four kids by the time we were 30. Always the youngest parents, but uh, now we seem to be the the oldest people on the dance floor. <laughs> and we don't even think we're old and and we we, we expect to live forever uh, because of our love. And we haven't done things perfectly. No, I filed bankruptcy chapter 11 a couple of three times with my harebrained ideas. And having a bloody party is just another one of those harebrained ideas. But all it takes is you listeners to make this happen. Because I got everybody telling me, no, there won't be a third party. Well, there's third parties. There's the Communist Party here in this country, the, the Nazi Party, you name it. There's like 20 other so-called third parties. And my son-in-law says, well, it's the Independent Party. Well, it isn't. The independents do not have a platform. They either swing red or blue, or maybe a, a crazy ones like I did. I voted for uh, Libertarian uh, at one time or other. I was called a Libertarian. I'm certainly not that. I'm not a centrist. I believe in, in free enterprise, laissez-faire. Adam Smith, if you want to read about the, the roots of America's um, Greatness is in in that book because free enterprise was an was an invention in Scotland in terms of how to utilize capital, monetary capital, and human capital. And I and I was writing in, in Medium where I published some of my books, and somebody says humans are not a, are not capital. Well, I guess you can't then define enterprise because of course they're capital. Work is capital. Sweat capital, that's work. That takes that and the monetary part of it together uh, is what makes America great. And I make a big deal of that because I've never heard anybody make that case of American capitalism and American socialism come together every day in free enterprises. And they're the ones that are making uh, America, making the American dream. <laughs> In creating the American pie that we're now giving away. So yes, I think this is something different going on here with the American Enterprise Party. It's 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 not a uniparty. It isn't a left or right or some extreme. It pulls the extremes to the middle. It really is a referee on these crazy bills. Forty thousand bills are offered by legislatures and our Congress and our governments around the country per year. Five million of those are put into law. Why do we need more laws? Oh, because they're called lawmakers, of course. Well, where are they from? Well, they're from Yale and they're from uh, Harvard and, and, you know, the congressmen, 90% of them are either bankers, economists, or attorneys, mostly 90% are attorneys, so they can understand the, the Constitution. Well, I read the Constitution. I understand it. I know what... what 
I'm, I know more about law probably now than any healthcare law anyway, than any attorney. I'm a CPA. I've got a brain. I've got 60 years experience in healthcare. So am I qualified to do a podcast or to do a political party or probably more so than a lot of people? So uh, anyway, uh, I'll stop giving you my qualifications and you'll have to read about them. I've written 20 books and uh, five of them were poetry books. That's how I really kind of got going after I read. After I got older and I started using a tape recorder to recite poems. So it's called the eighth wonder of the world, the ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th wonders wonders of the world, which are every one of us is a wonder with our brain, our heart, our mind, our spirit, our soul. And you'll find that the spirit never dies. That's my feeling. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'm at, I'm at the 30-minute mark, and <coughs> Sherry's going to sneeze again. So <laughs> nice talking to you. Bye. Who will be the stupid strangers running for office? Who would you feel is qualified to be leaders in your party? All reds or blues or purples? Rhinos or demos or both? Shura Manchin or Mitt Romney, Rand Paul, Chelsea Gabbard, Lynn Cheney, the Donald, his sons, and daughters, the Santa's Tea Partiers, the Black Caucus, the Four Amigos, AOC, and the Squad, maybe better politicians that want to save America or keep America relevant, as well as great. My answer is to get new blood involved. Oh, you mean millionaires, billionaires, and zillionaires? No, it takes that kind of money ticks to win anything. Unless China takes over earlier than predicted by our chameleon hedge fund billionaires or EVs, and SpaceX barons taking over the AI propaganda and crypto capital machine. What will turn the corner for a third party? It will take America losing its number one status in the new world order. Prediction is that will happen during the Biden administration, 2024 or 2028 if he is re-elected. In your opinion, can the Donald swing the vote big enough to beat the rhinos and demos plus illegals to beat the uni party landslide for abortion, Green New Deal, open borders, complacency on the worldwide battleground preparing for the Game of Thrones? Is this just a fear tactic or a revolution of factions that allows a third party become the front runner for the White House? No, my view of the swing vote doesn't aspire to take over American politics, just keep it relevant and honest using consensus of peaceful coexistence with humanism on the world stage of power brokers, monarchs, warlords, monopsonies, monopolies, real estate barons, or humanitarians looking for Jesus to return and save us. My predictions are documented in my novel Americana or Revisit to Orwell's 1984 happening in 2084. A century proving George Orwell is right totalitarian rule desires to assassinate love, tolerance for race, creed, gender, with an insane ideology of the few setting the six standards of behavior, with a seventh being the Politburo handing down the consequences for breaking the seventh rule. Not what you can do to love your country, but what you can do for your love of Big Brother. Or is it a wokeless Camelot? A dystopian contract with America, MAGA, or build back better or have all enterprising Americans share in the wealth of a nation. Adam Smith style or Xi Jinping dictating behavior, from Beijing Marx, Lenin, Stalin style. Bigger is not better. How can we be better if we are all equally bankrupt? Equality and equity aren't productive or fair if it's based on colors, creeds, religions, or abortion. And Big Brother died in 1984 giving birth to Joe Biden, the Wizard of Oz by selling privilege, 
and selling out America to Hunter's foreign agents of doom. With his incompetent cabinet's ten commandants of disaster, one quitting on Afghanistan, and leaving America to blame. Welcoming back the Taliban. Two, shutting down America's source of energy profits forever. Letting other competitors take over the global trade balance. When the Green New Deal is DOA 3, opening the borders to a surge in population of 400 million that will never be absorbed as rational, considering the deaths it has created with opioids, fentanyl, child abuse, and poverty cartels planting a sales force in our ghetto inner cities. 4. Republicans acquiescing to politics to dump Trump and enable stupid stranger Biden to be elected, without contesting the illegal voting for mail-in ballots, harvesting of votes, and complacency in not enforcing counting deadlines using automated counting, without audit requirements then expecting Brutus Pence to save the election for Trump. Triggering the January 6th protest turned to revolt. Then Pence runs for president in 2024, and says so help him God he, Fauci and Cuomo didn't dump Trump. 5. Allowing a bureau, cried Fauci to run the country using fear that he in fact created by allowing the coronavirus DNA mapping to be used at the Wuhan lab for gain-of-functioning testing. 6. Allowing the Fed to take over the economy with currency dumping during the pandemic, and using interest rates to destroy what capital America has left, its GDP, and GNP, and a huge derivative inverted yield bond, and stock market bubble. 7. Turning our backs on obligations of NATO to protect Europe from tyranny at its roots. 8. Funding the war in Ukraine despite Hunter's corruption with wasteful spending exceeding the debt limit. 9. Electing a president who is mentally incapable, and woke in selection of his cabinet of incompetence. 10. Then ignoring the results of such a disastrous administration to imply another four years will prevent Trump from saving America by beating Judas Pence for another four-year disastrous regime. Final word, what is happening in America is similar to what happened in Rome, with the destruction of grassroots values, of decency, faith in higher power, with a devotion to violence, vulgarity, and excess wealth in the hands of the corrupt media, and snake oil salesmen who decide to run America into bankruptcy. Result, open borders transplanting another 50 to 100 million transients who will end up in the NGO food lines, intense cities, vagrancy, crime, drugs, prostitution, with ghetto living conditions similar to those early in the 19th century due to mass illegal immigration. America the Bountiful becomes America the Pitiful due to poor leadership and giveaway of the American pie for monetizing our borders, sanctuary states, cities, ghettos, slums, gated communities looking like the forts of old. At our coliseums, stadiums, filled with the many, that are asked to raise their thumbs up or down on the gladiators of the goats hunger games. With 50 states, districts, controlled by the peacekeepers, with hunger and fear as their weapons. And fear of the capital, in Beijing, where big brother Xi Jinping reigns, with its brotherhood of oligarchs, and the restored USSR. A one-world CCP, incorporated, with Orwellian 1984 as their Hitler image of power over the many by the few. Clearly a perfect image of the Chinese 2000-year wolf warrior plan to employ America's wealth for control of the brave new world order. If you agree get on board for a peaceful voting revolution by the many who believe in freedom of choice, and protecting our standards of living, with representation by those who understand, and have experience in Americanism, i.e., American capitalism, and American socialism, based on Adam Smith's Wealth of Nations. Where American enterprises, made up of risk-taking enterprising American citizens, working together to keep America great, and win the Cold War on tyranny. An analogy is take the McCoys and Hatfields killing each other until they decided to make love not war, by merging the McCoys' capital and profits, with the Hatfields' patriotic human capital, 
work ethic to take over the world free enterprise, selling quality moonshine worldwide. Beating Budweiser woke beer ads. Then the Russians can drink themselves into submission, and the Chinese think themselves into submission by losing the global trade war. Currently 90% of foreign trade is by sea. By turning the tables America can win the cold trade war. Now controlled by China's shipping monopoly, that uses their cargo ships, and their robotic container system, enabling them to control 75% of worldwide foreign trade. With complacency, China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, Cuba, and 70% of the world's population win the worldwide calls trade war, using fear and land grabs to fuel their takeover. Soltuan turned the tables on China with respect to their Belt of the Road strategy to be the supplier and shipper of choice, not the purveyor of a nuclear weapon. Forcing them to move the supplier chain closer to the American consumers? Folks, as our leader Biden would say, forget the stupid stranger, Hunter is the genius. No, in reality China is the genius. America is losing at number one ranking while Nero Biden's Congress fiddles, after Mike Lucius Brutus assassinated the Donald, and Judas promised Jesus he was saved, so he could run for savior of the world. So help me God. I think this is probably seeking, uh, speaking of Camelot, number two, deck the halls with boughs of holly, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Speak the vows of folly, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. We often speak of Camelot in voices of grandeur, but more often than not, our pursuit is unsure. We often speak of Shangri-La with words of love until the ice begins to thaw like righteous words from above. But often we speak of fear in voices trembling weak. Not so are we insincere, as much as not meaning what we speak. My dreams are mine to think, kept in perspective light, and at no time can I sink if my hope is bright. We often speak of Camelot, then forget that actions are facts, and more often than not, dreams are dust in our tracks. So sing on, jester of life, a breadwinner (coughs) not, for folly is a begetter's wife, and shallow words are fraught. With thought and prayers of Camelot, be it a president who has taught us that it's likely or not that happiness can be bought, or a forgiving God taking away our able thoughts, making reality seem a fraud for accepting Camelot. Deck the halls with boughs of folly, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la, speak, the vows of Pollyanna, fa-la-la-la-la, la-la-la-la. When all we wanted is what we sought, a family, a job, a home to be bought, not a dream of whether we like it or not, for someone else's Camelot, (laughs) such as JFK or here we have JLR.